Welcome back, listeners, to 101 Questions That Church Planters Ask. I'm your host, Danny Parmley, and this is part two. We had Steve Shadrach with us last week talking about the whys of raising personal financial support and gave everything from the biblical precedent, also just being able to cast vision, freeing up time. But today we are going to tackle the how. So Steve, thanks for joining us once again. And, uh, you know, I often hear, you know, church planters, they're talking about fundraising and in their minds, they're thinking bake sales and car washes, banquets, <laughs> golf tournaments, or if you're, as we mentioned last time, the, you know, GoFundMe page and to reach millions of people. So speak to that a little bit. Is that what we're talking about when we say raising financial support? Yeah, I would ask your listeners not to have bake sales or garage sales. You know, um, in the book, The God Ask, we kind of have some fun because we, and it's sad, but we kind of laugh at it. We, we call it poor talk <laughs> where, uh, and everybody, uh, your listeners have all been around someone who's who's a, a missionary or a ministry person and they slip little little hints in, little beggar poverty hints in there, you know, and yeah, I sure would like to send my kids to a private yeah. school, but you know, we're on support or, you know, or their newsletter says, you know, my van has 300,000 miles and the air conditioner is broken and please, you know, send money for the fix the air conditioner uh, fund or it's just, it, it, we, we, the one reason that we appear as beggars and support uh, beggars, uh, you know, to others is because sometimes we view ourselves as beggars. And so I think raising your personal support is one of the most visionary, exciting, courageous. Uh, and if you present it right, and if they sense you are a visionary Great Commission worker and that you view your work as reaching the world for Christ and you are now inviting them to be ministry partners, they've never met a Great Commission worker that is vision-driven. They've met a lot of workers that are kind of budget-driven. That, that, that are needs driven, that, that, that are poor me, you know, poor talk. But if they sense in you that you have a vision for reaching the world, for planting a Great Commission church, and now you're coming to them and individually inviting them to partner with you to see the world impacted for Christ, and that you could go out and do all kinds of different jobs and make lots of money. You know, I've had offers where they make four times the amount what I'm making now, but no. No, you're doing this out of the vision. They're going to go, I have finally met a great commission worker that is vision-driven, not just budget-driven, like, please meet our needs, you know. Right. And so I remember my mentor, Scott Morton, has been vice president of development forever for the Navigators. He's trained so many people how to raise support. His excellent book, Funding Your Ministry, you know. That used, used to do something. That used to be what, or that's actually what I read when I raised support. Oh. And I always tell people, um, one of the reasons I liked the book so much was because of the cartoons uh, oh, yes. that were in it. It's like, it, you need to be able to laugh a little bit. And as you do the support rate, you'll look at those cartoons and you're like, oh my goodness, exactly. Yeah. I can laugh at myself. And it actually speaks to some of the fears that we have and dispel when you can just be honest with yourself often when you are your own barrier to raising financial support. So I love Scott's book. So Well, his cartoons were classic. He doesn't use many of them anymore, but... Yeah, Stasekel, he was a believer down at the Tampa Tribune, I think, put those together for Scott, and they're just amazing. But, you know, early on, we used to, um, um, we used to, my granddaughter was calling me there. Yeah. <laughs> She's a discovered messenger. 
we right. we used to um, involve Scott in some of our training, our monthly boot camps that we do around the country. I hope your listeners will will go to supportraisingsolutions.org and see where these trainings are, and uh, and you can come. We pr- we encourage you to bring your spouse. A lot of preparation, a lot of personal Bible study, and name storming, and planning, and budgeting, and things to get to these boot camps. But they're well worth it. We've trained, you know, maybe fifteen thousand workers, or maybe fifteen hundred organizations, you know, for over the last twenty years. But early on, we got Scott involved with some of that training. And I remember one day, Danny, uh, we have a lot of Q and A in those sessions, you know, and someone says, "Well, Scott, uh, how much money should we raise?" <laughs> Well, you know, each organization has their different, you know, ranges, what you can raise, what you're allowed to raise and yeah. you know, what you're required to raise and everything. But he gave one of the, uh, a profound answer that I certainly put in the book that God asked. Um, he said, raise enough money to maximize the fruitfulness of your family and to maximize the fruitfulness of your ministry. Because really, when we stand before God, uh, he's going to ask us some questions, I think. How how'd you do that? How how'd you do with that family down there? I gave you, Steve. Um, what uh, tell me about that? Well, Lord, we were really strapped financially, and I just we we just couldn't do much. God, I just had to kind of get by with his dinky little. And 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 he goes, I had all the money available to you. You right. know, if if you would just ask, you know, and Philippians four, the the heavenly bank is nice and full, you know. And, and he said, so you did not maximize the fruitfulness of the family I gave you, Steve? Well, Lord, I, we just didn't have enough money. Steve, how about that ministry I gave you? How did you do on that one? Lord, we could have done so much more if we'd had more money. No, no. That, that I want to be able to stand before God, Danny, and yeah. look him in the eye someday and say, Lord, I did everything I could do humanly and spiritually possible yeah. to maximize the fruitfulness of my family. That involved, That can involve all kinds of things. It certainly involves an annual vacation unashamedly. Thank you. Right. But also, secondly, I want to be able to say I truly was vision driven and not budget driven. Yeah. There were no limitations, but only what vision God has put on our heart and that I truly also maximize the fruitfulness of our ministry during my time here on, on earth. That's great. So this is what I would love to do with our time is I want you um, to give kind of the brass tacks of the system so that that you know church planners at least conceptually and this is fully admitting as you said before uh, you can't just listen to a 15 no. 20 minute podcast and do it so later on you know we'll we'll talk a bit about the boot camp but i want them to even just in their minds conceptually sure get get a get a little bit of a taste of saying like okay um you're getting pushed out of a plane you've got a couple minutes to try to explain to the, that one church planter who's who's in the plane, like, okay, this is what you need to do. Da, 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 da. And and so kind of go down the line uh, of of, okay. of that process. So we're attached to the same parachute and we're falling down yeah. from the plane. Is, is that the idea? No, they're in the plane. You're getting <laughs> oh, pushed oh, out and you're done. Oh, okay, so okay. so you, you, okay. you've got and and they they don't have access to your book. So this oops, is your oops. this is your this is your two to five my, minutes. My to elevator convey. speech. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm hoping I'm in Dubai, the world's tallest building. Give me a couple of minutes to get yeah. to the top, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think where I would begin is I'd get in my prayer closet. That's where you begin always. What is my vision? Or what is it? What is my calling? What is my vision? What is it you've put on my heart? And really write that out and clarify that and, and, 
and and get some of the with with many counselors there is victory. Get some others to evaluate you and your vision, your calling. If you've got all that straightened out, then I would do my Bible study. I'd really study the scriptures, Old and New Testament. What does the Bible teach about this? Do I really have biblical convictions on personal support raising, or is it just opinions and preferences and fears floating around in my little brain, you know? Then I'd go get some training. I'd really get some thorough training. I'd get my spouse involved in that so we can really be on the same page. That's huge to be on the same page in this particular arena, right? Um but in terms of getting started, I think um, I think name storming, we call it, not brainstorming, but name storming. Every person you've ever met in your life, don't play Holy Spirit and go, oh, that person wouldn't give. Oh, that person probably is not a Christian. Oh, that person hasn't heard from me in 10 years. Oh, that person, you know, pretty soon we've narrowed down our list to nobody because we've made an excuse for everybody in our life. No, don't how many, play Holy Spirit. How many, how many people do you think that people should have down on a name storm list, minimum? You know, we used to say 200, but that was such an embarrassing low number. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've, you know, I have a 25 year old friend. He was going to start with a, a Merrill Lynch type company, you know, and years ago. And before he could even show up on day one, he had to have a thousand names. Yeah, these weren't Xerox from the phone book. These are people right. that he right. had met and known during his short little life. And so, uh, so and yeah, I, I, I mean, I think church planters they do. Uh, or or missionaries for for that matter they they go through the process exactly how what you were saying they they start to well that person doesn't have enough money or that person yes. isn't a christian and the whole idea of name storming that person that you write down so you might write down your dentist who is a yes. atheist and then all of a sudden you're like oh yeah that's right but the person who i met there 2 months ago that was sitting in the lobby i mean all of these different yes. things to kind of generate Yes. Uh, this and and now, of course, with social media, or if you were a youth pastor at a church, you know, even two years ago, you think of all of the parents of all the of students. The parents. Yes. Uh, I mean, the that's the whole concept of the name storm. Because yeah. you say four hundred people, I don't know four hundred people. It's like, you, oh yeah, I mean, you don't have to know them personally, oh, yeah. you know, really, you know, intimately, but just get the name down because then you know, then can consolidate from there. We, we, you know, we, we estimate that most of your listeners probably have, have known at least an acquaintance level, an average of a thousand people. Yeah. Now you go, no, Steve, I, that's not true. I only keep up with 10. Well, now you, you've got 999, 990 in this little file over here that, you know, that, that you're, you're now discounting that God yeah. can't work in their hearts because you haven't touched base with them in five years or 10 years. And so, yeah, this is what makes Facebook, I think, you know, so effective. I think it's the support raiser's best friend. And I've had if, so if much you, if used if used properly. Yeah, if don't, used properly. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> don't be getting on there and doing all this political stuff and you know, use it for relationships. And I've had so much fun over the years going back. And I mean to tell you, I've gone back to my grade school friends, my junior high, my high school friends, my camp friends, my church friends, my hundreds and hundreds of people that now love to be reconnected with you. And so this is a, if, if, if your listeners go, oh, I don't have time for, you know, Facebook or something. Well, it is a great way to show you care about the people that have been in your past and yeah. you can renew easily renew relationships with one post. And now you're back in, in connection again. And so this name storming is a big part of it. And I, 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 you know, hundreds and hundreds of names don't, don't count anyone. That's what a 
brainstorm is there are no bad ideas, right? right? A name storm is there are no bad names. And so just get them on the list. Just get them on the list. Don't make any decision about yay, nay, yay or nay on them. And then I do, I do divide them up though, Danny. I do prayerfully think about them and look at them. What is my relationship with them? And what is, what do I potentially think their willingness might be or, or, you know, what, what, what their ability to give, et cetera, et cetera. And then what their location is. And so city by city, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I, depending on where your, your listeners, if they, if they grew up in this city and, and they were in college in that city and maybe seminary this city, and now they were the church the last eight years in this city or something. Well, no, those are four different cities that at least that you have a, a, a pool of, of people that can form a network. And I, I then divide them into kind of hot, medium, and cold, or A, B, and C, or however you want to do it. And these are just people that, yeah, I think, you know, the first group is they, they seem pretty likely that they'd be positive about giving. Right. That middle group, I, I'm not sure. It's 50-50. Uh, they may be, they may not. That that C group, well, it, it seems unlikely, but I'm going to keep them on the list. I'm going to keep them on the list because right. you never know. And what's amazing when someone gets to 100% and they look back at the three, six, nine, 12 right. months or whatever period of time they, they, they used to raise their support, they will be amazed. Yeah. They'll be amazed by who is on their team <laughs> and they'll also be amazed by who is not on their team. Yeah. They felt sure that Uncle Joey, the millionaire Uncle Joey that you babysat for for 10 years, he's going to be the big, you know, and he goes, no, sorry, not interested. And then you go to some little lady that, uh, you know, uh, down the street from you that lives in a dinky little house and, you know, uh, it seems like she barely has enough to, you know, feed herself. And uh, no, she says, you know, I want to come on your team for $500 a month. You know, you go, whoa. I mean, I remember counting people off because they um, were in a lower income bracket. And I thought, well, I can't ask them. And even if my salary is more than theirs, it just seemed weird. And um, what I found is, is that people didn't give begrudgingly or if they did or out of guilt, that only lasted a month or two. Yes, but right. people were excited. They they wanted to join. So, all right. So you got you go to Namestorm, uh, you're kind of breaking them out into different groups and then you send off a thousand letters with a response envelope, <laughs> right? And then you're no, done. And, it all, no. and, then you, and then you count the money as it comes oh. in. Oh, I, I I had a young staff guy and he ended up being a church planter and he approached it differently. But when, early on campus ministry, he, we tried to train him in this, you know, go face to face and ask. And, and he's a really sharp, sharp guy with a lot of relationships, you know, kind of a high profile guy. And, he says, Steve, no, I, I, the Lord has told me a different way, a different way to do this. And I go, really, what was that? He goes, well, I've picked out my, my top 100, my top 100, and I'm each going to send them a, a letter and a return envelope and ask them to come on for this particular monthly amount. And I'm just going to watch the gifts roll in. Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? Well, about two or three months later, he comes slithering back into my office, you know, and I, I, I resisted the temptation that say, I told you so, you know, I think he got three responses total back. And, uh, and maybe two of those were the dreaded one-time gifts, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and so he, he said, then he was more teachable. And so now I, if your audience is teachable, we'll, we'll proceed, huh? Yes. Um, well, I would then uh, put together my budget, 
you know, in line with my supervisor or whatever, and I would have a vision-driven budget. Don't go, oh, golly, I think I could probably raise $4,000 a month. How can I cram all of our personal and ministry needs into 4000 No. I'd get a blank sheet and list all the items for my personal, my family, all the things for the ministry that realistically, what, what is it I believe God wants to do in and through my family, in and through my ministry, and whatever that holy number comes to, that's your number. Yeah. It, 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 you go out, that's what you're going to raise. And I would focus on asking people for monthly support. Yeah. Some of your people are going to want to do annual. That's fine. But I would always start off with monthly. And if they can't do monthly, then I would, you know, show them a little, a little graph, a little levels of giving chart. We have those in the God ask where they can kind of show people the levels of giving that they can give at. And so you have a monthly chart, but you also then can pull out an annual giving uh, chart to see where they might fit in, have that available too. So, but then you start contacting people and you start going, you make trips, you have to make trips. Sorry, friends, you got to raise some money, get a little, get a little war chest fund that somebody gives $5,000 to that kind of front load you that allowed you to start traveling to several of these cities and take three or four days and pack your days. I mean, pack them with personal support raising and, and Maybe it's on their front porch. Maybe it's at a coffee place. Maybe at a restaurant. I know it's different for everybody during this pandemic. Wouldn't it be easier just to do one big banquet and get everybody in the room? I, I, I'm in, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm going to go to California. My uncle's there, and I was at a church there. I'm just going to invite everybody. They all come in. I'm going to serve them some really great spaghetti or cake <laughs> or something, and do an amazing video PowerPoint. And then I, <laughs> and then, and then I pass out. Respond, Steve. Don't you love how I'm setting you up here? You, you oh. really are, brother. You really know how to punch my buttons big time. Uh, yeah, I think the 50 hours you'd spend preparing for that and the results that you'll get from that are are, are infinitesimal. Did I pronounce that right here in Arkansas? We can only do two and three syllable words. Um, but but um, compared to 50 one-hour appointments, it would be night yeah. and day. Now, we've trained all the FCA staff for the last uh, probably 10 years now. And that organization, their staff and their funding has just skyrocketed since they moved from primarily event-oriented fundraising to personal one-on-one support raising. It's been, I could quote some amazing stats. We've told them not to give up on all their events because that's right. a way of drawing people together, meeting them, yep. you know, sharing vision. But I say use the events for two things. Not here. Here's what I tell. Here's what we tell them: use the events for gathering people, sharing the vision, and everything, and the money you might make. You, you spent twenty five grand on the banquet, and you ended up with seventy five. Praise the Lord. Well, yeah, use that towards a program that you might be in some sort of FCA program, but but never never use that towards any of the personal support of your staff. All those people that come they are now very warm contacts. Mm -hmm. And so now give those names to your staff and now they're going to go out and have one-on-one appointments with them instead of me writing a $75 check to cover my, you know, roast beef that night at the banquet. Now I'm having a young FCA staff person meeting with me and he's asking me for 75 or a hundred or 125 per month, Mm -hmm. not for a little banquet roast beef. Right. So there is a place for events, but, don't be an event driven and don't think that's going to raise your personal support team because it's not. 
So to kind of recap, Namestorm then creates kind of this large contact list. You batch it by city and, you know, um, probable you know, potential to give. And then yep. it's a matter of the hard work of, which I, I actually found setting up the appointment to be the most difficult more yep. than actually yep. being face-to-face. I love that because when I understood that it was just vision and invitation, that's it. I didn't have to worry about it. I didn't have to worry about a slimy sales technique. I didn't have to, (laughs) I didn't have to worry about spiritually manipulating someone or anything like that. Um, But I do remember how hard it was to set up the appointment and maybe because I felt more of a rejection possibility there or wondering what they were thinking there. But you, you, you have to do it in batches because if you all of a sudden send out your 500, you're not going to be able to set up appointments um, because you're going to be all over the place. So how many would you say at a at a time? Do you have do you have a number that you train on to say, you know, only only send out, you know, we 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 usually at least say send a letter just before you call, and then you make the phone call to set up the appointment type thing. I don't you know, know if it's still kind of the same thing within within the training, but I'm kind of a scaredy cat. Sometimes I like to send a phone call or a text before I call. Um, you know, I know people that go Shadrach. You weenie, just pick up the phone and call. Yeah, you know, and so uh, you know, I think they you probably would get a better a better response just calling and not kind of warning them about what you're going right. to call about because it's about relationships. It's about yeah. relationships. Let's not let's not forget that you know. And so uh, yeah, in in the God ask we 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 talk about a schedule. What what do you do week one? What do you do week two? Week three? Week four? And and when would you send your letters out? When you, would you make your calls? And now you're having appointments and now you're making follow-up calls. But but it, it starts to become pretty complicated, Danny, because now you're you're <laughs> you're, you're you're at the same week, you may be sending out letters, making calls to set up appointments, having appointments, having follow-up phone calls to get decisions from people. I mean, it you you talk about someone that needs to be organized and disciplined and focus. No. And so if at all possible, we, we like to challenge people to get to a point where you can raise your fund, do your support raising full time, full time. Yeah. Full-time. I mean, everything you may that, have- you're, that you're, that you're saying now is not, Hey, I've got my 50 hour a week job and nights and weekends. I'm going to, cause it, th- then you're, then you are talking a long time of raising support. It just extends the amount of time it, that it, it either doubles or triples. The mm-hmm. amount of time, and many people do not even make it to 100%. They, they bail out, have to give up, uh, th- that choose that route. And this is the kind of the most faith-filled direction. It's the one that's most impressive to your supporters. Steve, you, you left a $100,000 engineering job. You have no safety net. You have four months to raise your support. You've got a wife and three children. I mean, talk about exhibiting faith and sacrifice to those people, they're going to want to step out in faith with you. But if they know you've got this ace in the whole job over here with a hundred grand coming in, and then your spouse, golly, she's also, you know, she's going to probably make it at least 50 as an accountant or something. So, I mean, if they see these other, you know, other support that you have, they're not going to be near as excited about jumping into this faith-filled vision that you have. Uh, but but it is it's hard work and and I would get face to face with as many as you can if someone is not unwilling to do a face to face that's what you always press for then I think the Zoom call people are more 
they're they're more familiar Used to now. It now, right? Yeah, you know, you know, they they know how to sew, but that's always a totally last resort. Yeah, do not the about call. not about convenience for you. That's right. That's not right. About convenience for Steve, you. You don't uh, understand. I live in West LA, and I don't stunt guy. It's a whole hour to get over to East LA. It's just too yeah. long, Steve. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, and so so face to face appointments. In those appointments, we talk in the God ask what to do in those appointments. It's about the relationship. Make sure they sent. It's about vision and relationships. But you do want to spend some time, put together a little presentation, whether it's on an iPad or a, a little notebook or something. Don't overdo it. But it's focused on vision, reaching the world. It's, don't pull your budget out. What if they pulled their budget out? Now you're right. the battle of the budgets or something, you know? Right. No. It's about the vision and you're inviting them. The only time they'll better have a one-on-one appointment where they're invited by a great commission worker like this, and you're inviting them to join you uh, and to accomplish this vision, to be a ministry partner. And then I use this levels of giving chart. It's really about the best little kind of secret crutch that I have to, you know, that, that I'm laying that in front of them and I'm looking down at my levels of giving chart. I'm looking at them and that, now it's a discussion, Danny. And I'm saying, Mr. Smith, it would be such an honor to have you investing in us and, and, and launching us into this remote area, you know, of Colorado to plant probably the first, you know, evangelical church in that area ever. And, and you can tell we've got to get to this this sixty five hundred dollar a month level, you know, by September fifteenth, we're we're sixty eight percent there. We have forty two days left to get to our goal. As you can tell, I'm asking people to consider joining our team at different levels. Uh, you know, all the way from fifty dollars a month to a thousand dollars. We've got one like that. And as I've thought and prayed about you, Mr. Smith, and and you, this may be high or low, you do whatever God tells you to do. But I thought about asking you to consider investing at this at this 150 mark or possibly even this, this $250 mark. I'm wondering, could one of those work for you? Yeah. And at some point you got to zip the lip. Yeah. And and don't make it an awkward, abrupt, will you, or will you not give $200 per month? No. And he sees the, he, he sees the levels of giving chart. He, He, it's a discussion. He can, he can go high. He can go low. He can ask questions. Now you're beginning a dialogue. And you're maintaining that relationship, focused on vision, and now he can see where he fits into your team. Yeah, that's and great. Really, it's just the parallels between evangelism and support raising, Danny, are unbelievable. Yeah. No wonder Campus Crusade, our crew friends, have been the granddaddy of support raising for decades now. Is because they've also historically been the granddaddy of evangelism. Yeah, And you ask the golden question in evangelism enough, would you like to receive Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior right now and zip the lip and let him answer? You ask the golden question enough in evangelism, asking someone to come on your personal support team and then letting them answer, that's a piece of cake. Right, yeah. You've already broken through all of your fear and faith barriers. Of, Are they going to reject me or not? Right. In evangelism. So occasionally we'll come across a ministry that their their people are afraid to raise their support. They have fears. And it's because they haven't been doing any evangelism. I right. say, tell you what, Mr. Leader, Mrs. Leader, you set this whole thing down for a month. And I want you to spend the weekends out in the parks, 
out in the malls, out in the beaches, wherever, and you get your people comfortable asking the golden question in evangelism, and it'll have dramatic effect on them asking the golden question in support raising. That's great. One of the things I tell our church planners is I am willing to be pushy for a support appointment. And part of that is um, that uh, you almost have to be pushy sometimes because sometimes people have actually had a bad experience and they're saying no to you because in their minds, they're thinking it's going to go the way that the last sleazy salesman, whatever, you know, whatever it was, whether it was a multi-level marketing kind of appointment or even unfortunately a ministry support raising appointment. But once I get there, it is like evangelism. You're making the invitation. That's between them and God. So exactly. you don't have to. You don't have to be pushy. You don't have to be manipulative uh, or or those any of those types of things. And then it's actually a joy. And most planters in the you know uh, training part of it, they are they're a little nervous to ask people for money. But <laughs> once they're once they're in it, they go, yes. "Oh my goodness, I get it. I'm basically just getting to share my vision, and I'm inviting yes. people." Uh, to uh, to come along. What you said, though, about letting them answer is uh, important because, again, what prevents us so often is our own fears. And I know in the beginning, I was just so tempted to make the ask and then to make excuses for them. They're like, ah, yep. but I see you've got a bunch of kids and I know you yes. just got laid off from your job. And it's like, you know what, if if that is the case, that's fine. Let them, why do, why do I also find myself yes. like talking? And it seems like an eternity when you just ask a question, Will you support me? Will you join my support team? But you almost have to pinch yourself and just do a little countdown. And it feels like five minutes. And, <laughs> and you're thinking that they're going, oh my God, I can't believe this. And, they're, and the person's going, man, I can do 50. You know what? Maybe I can do 70. I love this. This is an amazing vision. <laughs> and so it's funny, the reality between yeah. what's going on in our own minds, our own hearts, how we often create our own barriers. And so when you can get over that hump, it just helps so much to say, hey, I'm going to cast vision. I'm going to invite people along. So um, with our, uh, what I want to do, and, and obviously one, you know, once they say that, yes, there's some follow-up, um, you know, some, some things like that. We won't, we won't go into all of that right okay. now. But I, what I do want, and so that listeners know, I don't make any commission off your book sales. I don't make <laughs> any commission off any of I your. I may a little bit. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Uh, I'm only uh, suggesting this because I have, uh, you know, we, we've sent church planters and missionaries to your, you know, to your boot camps and you have equipped them well. So if people want to uh, do such a thing, uh, I think you gave the website in the last email or in the last podcast, uh, give it again as well. Okay. We'll also put it into the blog and yeah. we'll have some additional resources, uh, churchplantersask.com. You can go directly there. Uh, the entire audio is there. It should be the video there as well, too. Right. Um, but what, yeah, what, uh, and we'll put the link there, but if people are just listening to it and they want to, uh, and are you still doing the boot camps even amid oh, yeah. oh, COVID yeah. and all of that? And Well, and, I tell you what they're doing right now, Danny, is they're doing, we, we're now in numerous countries, so we're doing it in different languages and different countries, but still every month in the U.S., uh, in a different city, uh, but but in the last three months, I think they have done them virtually. Uh, yeah. So it's become a three-day, six hours per day, not to burn people out. So our, our facilitators, I'm not one of them, but we have some awesome facilitators that will, so if they will go to supportraisingsolutions.org, okay, that, that's the website. 
We've been packing it for 20 years with articles and resources and videos and tools. Uh, there's a network that they can join, an official SRS network, if they really want to get involved in this. Uh, they, there's a listing of what we're when and where all the boot camps are coming up. There's all kinds of re free resources as well as resources they can purchase. The God Ask is certainly available. There's uh, another one called Viewpoints that I wrote. Another one, if someone is leading others that are raising support, there's a, a book that Scott Morton wrote that we published called Blind Spots. Hmm. And so this is for anyone that is overseeing or leading or shepherding or coaching or training individuals who are raising support. It's, it's, it's for leaders in that, in that sense. A couple other tools, Danny, I might mention, this has been uh, translated into so many different languages and it's a little kind of a tiny little, uh, I don't know, capsule of the God ask, but it's just called five keys to personal support raising. And this week we give, we, we give this out to organizations all over the, the U S and beyond. And it's, and it's, it's highest use is for candidates. If you have people go, oh, man, I'd like to join your organization, but support raising, I'm just petrified, you know. Right. Okay, not asking to go to a boot camp yet, not asking even you to read a, you know, a God-ask book. Will you just read this little booklet? And it basically helps you to um, say, uh, okay, we know you're afraid, but we can train you, and here's the biblical basis for it. And so it kind of calms their fears to get them over that hump to really consider joining your team. Um, and then a brand new one we just came out that you can get on our site too. It says, what is personal support raising? Okay. And what we're realizing is that the majority of people have no concept of really what it is. Is it biblical? So it's a piece that you can either send ahead before your appointment. You can It can be a leave behind as you have your appointment that they can read and see, gosh, this is biblical and I can play a role. I can be a sender, a giver, a partner, an investor. And it just gives a context for your support raisers that I think um, it's become very, very helpful for. So we'd be honored to be involved in helping and resourcing or training any of your people now or in the future. Uh, we'd be honored to be of, of service, Danny. Well, Steve, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And remember, listeners, if you have a question, you can go over to churchplantersask.com. You can leave us your question there. There's also the blog with other episodes and articles and resources, some of the free resources that were mentioned today. So until next time, keep asking those questions.